Welcome to Section 420, Talking Yankees, the podcast. Well, the Yankees having themselves an interesting day. Uh, dropped the uh, second game to the Mets, technically losing, I guess, part one of the Subway Series a la 2022. But some good news towards the end there. Uh, news comes down that the Yankees have made a trade, picking up uh, outfielder, all-star outfielder, Andrew Benintendi uh, from the uh, Kansas City Royals. So he will definitely be a welcome you know, addition to the Yankees. Um, he's not really a power guy, but again, his um, high batting average you know, right now hitting 320. Much needed for the Yankees, who just don't have enough contact situational hitting. I mean, it's been better this year than compared to years in the past, but you just see the hole in the bat with Gallo as well, even Hicks uh, struggling. And then, of course, now with uh, Gio Carl Stanton on the IL with uh, dealing with the Achilles issue for a while, uh, really much needed, just a little shot in the arm. Again, because the Yankees, if you just look at this um, Subway Series, and we'll get into it, 0 for 15, both games combined with runners in scoring position. Can't get a big hit when they needed to. And, of course, yes, you could blame some of the regulars. But also, um, you know, of course, the Gals and Hickses of the world, you know, didn't help either. And, again, someone like a Ben Attendee in some of those spots uh, definitely, would, you know, would have came through for the Yankees. So uh, we'll get into both games as well as the uh, Ben Attendee deal, all the ramifications of that. But first, if you haven't done already, make sure you subscribe to this podcast. So if you're listening right now, wherever you're listening to it, I'm sure there's a follow and or subscribe button, some of that nature. Hit that and get notified when new content comes up throughout the week. Multiple uh, episodes come up throughout the week, so you want to catch all that. So, especially before Ben Attendee, uh, again, all saw you this year with the Kansas City Royals. And through 93 games, um, hitting 320, as I mentioned, 14 doubles, two triples, three home runs, and 39 RBIs. So, not really a power guy, but, again, the Yankees have plenty of power. They just need more contact hitting. And, again, the Yankees have had that this season just with, you know, the addition of Trevino and um, IKF and so forth, but uh, been a little sluggish there, of course, with uh, Gallo, Hicks, and a little bit Donaldson you could blame there as well a little bit, but mainly Gallo and Hicks there. And this is looking at his resume. Again, I'm sure Yankee fans are already familiar with him. He spent a number of years with the Red Sox, uh, was part of the 2018 championship Red Sox, so he got a little playoff and World Series experience has always helped. Uh, was a gold glover last year, so you're getting some great defense, and you know I, I know Gallo's a gold glover too, so if, if this means you know, Gallo's out the door, um, at least you're not really losing quality in terms of uh, defense. And so far this season, 88 starts, no errors for Benatendi. Now, the little bugaboo about him is that, and this came up you know, not too long ago, is that he's not vaccinated. So there was a recent trip with the Kansas City Royals. We're going to visit Toronto. And uh, Benatendi, obviously not being vaccinated, Canada's very strict laws, wasn't able to go in there. So it doesn't seem like anything is changing. Now, the Yankees do go to Toronto one more time this season in September, but you know, if it's a situation where he can't make the, the he can't make the travel, I don't think it's a big deal. You know, at that point, if you're really struggling for those games for the Yankees, that's probably really bad news. I mean, the Yankees right now uh, got 11 and a half, you know, game lead over Toronto, who right now jumped into second place there. But it, you know, I know the Yankees have been sputtering a little bit, not really having a great a great July overall. But it's hard to foresee a situation where the Yankees are going to completely crash and then need those games by September. So most likely, those September games will be meaningless. So if he can't make the trip, so be it. Shouldn't be a big deal. And of course, the the Royals will receive um, three pitching prospects from the Yankees: with Chandler Champlain, uh, left-handed pitcher T.J. Sakima, and right-handed pitcher Beckway, and a Champlain also a right-handed pitcher. So three pitching prospects. Um, you know. Who knows with these guys, you know, the, it might be something, might be nothing. But I think it seems like a pretty good deal for the Yankees to pick up someone with Ben Attendee's quality and not really have to give away any big chips like a Jason Dominguez, for example, like that. Uh, not, not that I don't even think the Yankees would consider doing that. And if you look at Ben Attendee's right, you know, as I mentioned before, the Yankees kind of been sputtering a little bit. Uh, again, with Jericho Stanton now and Judge, you know, even though Judge was, uh, was great during that Baltimore series, 
but overall has been cooling a little fatigueness as well. And you see the team maybe just a little sluggish and you're getting into August here and the dog's days of uh, summer. Some of the Ben Attendee coming from a team, the Royals team that was 20 games under 500, kind of going nowhere. Uh, I'm sure he's excited now to be part of this, this team that's looked like on the way to at least going deep into the playoffs. So it's a little shot in the arm for the team. It just kind of reminds me when the Yankees picked up David Justice back in 2000 uh, from the Cleveland Indians. Again, you know, that Yankee team, I think they ended up at 87 wins. So they didn't really have a great regular season. We still had all the, the championship guys there and everything. But they were kind of sluggish a little bit that that final championship year. And it seemed like David Justice kind of gave him a lift. I mean, all the Yankees, like Paul O'Neill said, that his presence did help the team just kind of get, give them a little boost. Which, again, I think this Yankee team needs a little now. Again, they're down now a little bit. Losing Michael King, which I detailed. And Gio Carlos Stanton on the DL. And not having a great July. So um, much welcome addition to Ben Attendee. Uh, part of the New York Yankees, and ironically enough, the Yankees get right to work right away, hosting these same Kansas City Royals. Um, so Kansas City coming to town, Tyone will get the start there. But it's just funny now, Ben Attendee's first game is against his former team. So we'll see the situation if he's even in the lineup or not, but it's kind of ironic that he's playing his former team right away. So game one, game two, like, well, first of all, the matchup's going into this. You'd really like the Yankees' chances, first of all. They're in City Field, and I know now you have the DH, so you could, you know, you don't have to worry about the pitcher hitting, but... Still, you're on the road, and I don't like these pitching matchups. I mean, Jordan Montgomery versus Tawana Walker. Um, and, of course, the second game, uh, Domingo Herman versus Matt Scherzer. So both games, you're almost looking towards the Mets having the advantage there. If the Yankees were going to win one of those games, you figure it was going to be the game with Montgomery versus Walker. Uh, that would not be the case. Actually, the closest shot was the, the Matt Scherzer game. Uh, and Domingo Herman, to his credit, you know, kept the Yankees in there close. Uh, did better than you would think, but you know, again, not you know, Scherzer, you know, going with that game, you know, it's going to be tough. And, you know, you know that they're not going to give him much runs in the Yankee offense. Again, sputtering a little bit. So the first game, uh, the Yankees jumped out ahead early on Walker. Judge and Rizzo went back to back, not only back to back, but on consecutive pitches with solo home runs. Put the Yankees up two nothing early on, uh, but the Mets got right on the board right away. And I don't say Monty was sloppy; he just was missing by an inch. Like he, he would get out a lot of hitters zero and two, but just couldn't put him away. Uh, but the Mets got on the board pretty quickly in the first. Sterling Marte uh, with a solo home run, followed by uh, Pete Alonso with an RBI double, scored Lindor, tied the game up at that point. And then the Mets went ahead on a um, Eduardo Escobar two-run home run up at that point, putting the, the Mets up 4-2. to two, And the Mets want to look back from there. Now, the Yankees finally made it a little interesting in the fourth inning. Uh, DJ LeMayo up with the bases loaded. Opportunity to really, you know, get down 5-2. An opportunity to at least, you know, maybe cut the lead to 5-4 to four or, or God forbid, you know, put the Yankees ahead 6-5 to five at a grand slam. Can't expect that. But just had a little weak little ground out to third. So the Yankees were able to scratch across the run there. From there, the Yankee bullpen kind of, you know, held it close there. Uh, just kept the team in the game. But really, just the Yankees couldn't put anything together. As mentioned before, both games combined. 0 for 15 with runners in scoring position. Uh, now, in the eighth inning, the, the Yankees had uh, brought out Albert Abreu. Again, he's probably in there mainly because Michael King's done for the season. And to his credit, now the Mets put two runners on with nobody out and figure, okay, this is a situation where they're going to put it away. But Abreu got back-to-back strikeouts, so you know he buckled down there. So you could go for him, but unfortunately uh, gave up an RBI single to uh, McNeil. That added an insurance run for the Mets 6-5. to five. That would be your final score. But the Yankees always, to their credit, always make it interesting no, no matter what. So um, now there was one situation here where I got I got to really get on Boone's case a little bit. Before um, the Abreu um, appearance, in the top of the eighth, there was a situation where now the Yankees had, there were two outs, Hicks draws a, a walk with um, a, a kind of falefa up. Now, Boone decided to um, pinch hit Joey Gallo for kind of falefa. And I understand I understand the situation. He figured Gallo's a home run hitter. He could maybe get into one, hit a two run home run. That at that point, uh, 
you know, bring the Yankees, you know, that would have brought the Yankees to five to four. I know you're looking for the big home run there, but I don't like that move by Boone. I mean, as you know, IKF, again, he's not a home run hitter, but a very good contact hitter, but puts the ball in play. I'd rather him in the, rather keep, kept IKF in that situation. Maybe he could get on, then you have two runners on, then, then maybe consider going to a pinch hit or something like that, or whoever's coming after, let them kind of keep the train going. I didn't like the fact this goes. Diaz was warming up there, so you knew if they were going to bring out Gallo. Buck Schulte was going to bring out Diaz. And, of course, um, you know, Diaz had a good season for the Mets. Gallo, you know, he's a strikeout machine. You just did not like that matchup. And, of course, what would happen? Gallo's up the plate, and Diaz struck him out and blew that opportunity there. So I didn't like that call by Boone there. But, nevertheless, on to the ninth inning when the Yankees had another opportunity there. Now, Trevino uh, led on with an infield single. He was actually beat out, able to beat out an infield single. And, again, for a catch, he's very speedy, and we've seen him do that a number of times. Now, after that, uh, DJ LeMayo struck out, which brought up Judge. Now, Judge got on on a little kind of weird play. It was kind of a little chop back to the pitcher. Now, Diaz picked it up and tried to throw it to first, but, like, he threw it. Like, his, his arm made the motion to throw, but the ball slipped out of his hand. So, the Yankees got a break there, and you kind of think, ah, is this going to be a little Yankee magic here? You got, you know, two runners on, and situation where now a three-run home run could tie the game with Rizzo and Clay Bartoros coming up. An opportunity to do that, but, unfortunately, Diaz would strike both of them out. And the Yankees would take the 6-3 to three loss and Diaz getting out of the jam there. So, again, the Yankees made it interesting, but unfortunately couldn't come two, which then brought the Yankees to game two, which, again, if you're dropping that first game, you're now you're faced with like having to beat Matt Scherz, which is asking a lot. And, uh, again, to Domingo's Herman's credit, uh, he did, you know, at least keep the Yankees relatively close. But, again, him in the bullpen just wasn't enough. So, Mets got on the board early, second inning. Uh, Pete Alonso for solo home run, put the Mets up one nothing. And then Lindor um, added in the third inning an RBI single, put the Mets up 2 nothing at that point. And Scherzer was cruising along pretty much. Now, the Yankees a couple of times, you know, had some situations in the third and the sixth and the seventh with a couple of runners on. But, again, just could not get that big hit. It was just frustrating both of these games. Uh, before the world, Scherzer, uh, you know, good strong stuff for him. Seven innings pitch total, only surrounding five hits, two walks, uh, six stri- strikeouts, including striking out Judge three times. And again, when a couple situations have been on, but Judge had an opportunity to do something there, but Scherzer got him to strike out. The Yankees finally got on the board in the eighth inning with uh, Glebar Torres. So after the, um, Showalter took out Scherzer, uh, David Peterson in there with the 2 nothing lead, Glebar Torres with a two-run home run, finally putting the Yankees on the board and tying that game at 2-2. Uh, two to two. Then into the ninth inning, unfortunately, this is where the Mets had the walk-off win. So Edu- Eduardo Escobar, who um, killed the Yankees in the first game, Led off the ninth inning uh, against Wandley Peralta with a double. Uh, now Nito sacrificed him over, so now he's on third base. Brandon Nimmo come up. Now Brandon Nimmo um, had an infield hit, but fortunately it was still, you know, wasn't uh, far enough, you know, from the pitcher or the catcher for Escobar to score from third. Again, right at that point, you only have one out, you're running third, you don't want to make out there. So it wasn't, you know, it wasn't enough for uh um, Escobar to score there, but then Sterling Marte came up next, and he just had a clean single uh, to left field, and of course Escobar was able to moonwalk in for the walk-off win for the Mets, and the Mets win the game, exciting fashion for them, 3-2, to two. and again, the Yankees have dropped both games now to the Mets, again, in this first installment of the 2022 Subway Series. So, again, the Yankees dust themselves off a little bit there. I don't, you know, I'm going to say these are excruciatingly heartbreaking losses. Again, the first game is kind of like, you know, you're kind of out of it and you, you fought back a little bit, but you just couldn't get that big hit. This game, like, you really didn't feel like you didn't have a chance against Scherzer, but they kind of kept it close, but you figure like the Yankees do against Pedro Martinez. If they could just keep the game close enough, maybe you could scratch a couple of runs against the bullpen, but the Yankees kind of did, but unfortunately it wasn't enough. Again, the Yankees weren't able to keep the Mets down into the bottom ninth inning there. But the good news now, Andrew Benintendi, now a New York Yankee. Um, so right now, probably near term, you'll probably see a situation of Benintendi being left. J. 
Judge in center, maybe a platoon situation of Gallo and Hicks and right. And again, Benintendi, if he keeps hitting, ideally when Giancarlo Stan comes back, you can have now Stan and right, Judge and center, Benintendi uh, in left field. So it's probably going to cost some playing time uh, for Hicks and Gallo, of course. And of course, maybe it just seems like uh, Gallo now, his days are numbered here, just because now there's not, not, not enough room to go around. But we'll see how that folds out. But good, good news for the Yankees. They get to host Kansas City Royals, a team 39-59, 20 games under 500. Again, they've sold off Benetton, so you probably figure the rest of that team, the the vibe and the mood and you know the morale is pretty low right now, so you probably figured out it's going to play out the rest of the season. So good opportunity for the Yankees to get a couple of easy wins on the board and kind of get back into their winning ways. So hope you liked the episode. Section 420 Talking Yankees podcast. Make sure you subscribe and get updated for future episodes. We'll catch you later.